Greetings and welcome back to the Antithesis of Superwoman. I'm your host, Recovering People Pleaser and ASW Encouragement Coach Von Fuller, and I am so excited that you're back with me as we progress on this journey of living our best lives without the cape. The title of this episode is Reclaiming My Time. All right, let's get into it. Again, welcome. Before we dive into today's topic, as always, I want to address a few things. So here are three important details I want to share with you. One, I am not a licensed therapist. I am solely a person who is passionate about encouraging people to live their best lives. Two, I am a Christian and while I will share personal experiences that will involve my beliefs, I'm not going to force my beliefs on you in this podcast. And three, I identify as a woman, hence the podcast name, and I'm surrounded by a lot of women. So a lot of my examples will be a woman. However, men, please know that I'm fully aware that we have supermen out there as well. And if you're feeling the weight of the world on your shoulders but feel like you can't express it because you have to maintain that strong and unshakable image, this podcast is for you. And remember, if you enjoy hearing encouraging tips to go from overwhelmed to overjoyed, join the encouragement fam. Remember to click subscribe, like, rate five stars, y'all, and review. Okay, so now that we've gotten all the logistics out of the way, let's discuss reclaiming our time. I'm excited about this. Now, we all know the infamous reclaiming my time saying it took over social media and there are still memes and just circulating, I'm sure. But just in case you don't know or need a little bit of help remembering, this is about Representative Maxine Waters, a.k.a. Auntie Maxine, who is the U.S. representative for the 43rd District in California. She made the line famous when she asked the Treasury Secretary a question and he kept driving around the answer. And instead of accepting that, she confidently stated, reclaiming my time. And she had to keep repeating it because the person kept talking as if to rudely overtalk her and dismiss her decision. That moment to me was black woman magic. And I'm saying black woman magic instead of black girl because representative Auntie Maxine and girl status. You hear me? And neither are any other grown women in my opinion. Although we took this situation and made a joke about it, it showed yet another example of an unfortunate truth that women voices, especially black women voices, often go unheard or disrespected. And the fact that her word didn't matter to him is insulting when she said reclaiming my time the first time that should have needed to be the only time instead she had to repeat herself because in his privileged mind he didn't like her confidence and assertiveness of her own rights and wanted to usurp them that's not okay so maybe we laugh to keep from crying at the ability to relate to the foolishness that is someone talking over you disrespecting you and completely ignoring you when you have the floor whether it's at your place of work or just your life in general. But we also took pride in her strength and ability to stand firm. Representative Auntie Maxine was having none of that. Her self-assurance and utter refusal to be disrespected was something that we had to celebrate. She indeed reclaimed her time, and we rejoiced in it. And the fact that this was being recorded and circulated on a national platform was a cherry on top because representation matters. 
I loved it so much that my husband bought me a sticker of it and I have it on my laptop. We are a sticker family, y'all, even us grown ones up in the family. <laughs> and today I just happened to be looking at Auntie Maxine's sticker and it got me to thinking, what else do we need to reclaim our time from in pure boldness and haven't done yet? It's time for us to make it a priority and do it now. So as the church folks say, I'm challenging us on today and this week to put some real time into this. The tides are changing, y'all. And I don't know if y'all feel it, but I feel like the winds are shifting. Your season is coming. But before it gets here, there are some things that require you to reclaim your time. What are you spending too much time on that is taken away from you instead of pouring into you? Who are you helping that they're taking up so much of your time and energy that you can't focus on any of your own things? What situationship or situation are you pouring yourself into that you initially thought was mutual, but now you realize it's poked a hole in your cup and it's actually draining you? What do you want to do that you haven't been able to do yet? And please know while I'm saying you, I'm lumped in there as well. I'm talking about myself. These are the questions we're going to have to ask ourselves if we want to be better stewards of our time. One of God's greatest gifts and resources to us. So y'all ready to reclaim your time? Because I know I'm ready. Through her actions, Representative Auntie Maxine gave us a whole word, and I am not going to waste it. So let's jump into this, okay? Step one for me, I believe, is recognizing the things that are stealing your time again and again. And let me differentiate. Things that steal your time are not necessarily the things that take a lot of time. It's about what's actually draining you as you spend time on it. If you spend a lot of time on your business, but it's pouring into you, it makes you smile and you feel inspired at the end of the night, then it doesn't require you reclaiming your time from that. The second thing I think we need to do is to do a time audit and determine where we stand versus where we want to stand. That means going deeper than just listing items and writing how long it takes you to complete them. You need to prioritize the items and see if your priorities are reflected in the time you're spending on them. Does that make sense? So brace yourself because it's, it's not going to be fun. This is going to be a real look at what you're doing versus what you say you want to do and seeing if they match up. And they may not. But it's so important that you have a clear picture of whether your actions are matching your words and your goals. The great part is, though, that once you see this, whether it looks like the ugly truth or you're satisfied with how you're spending your time, I'm sure you'll be able to find some things or even one thing that you can reclaim your time on to help you be more effective and efficient. And I also want to encourage you that if you are feeling a bit down because you realize how you're spending your time is in alignment with your goals, don't give up and don't beat yourself up. It is okay. The good thing is, you know now and you have the opportunity to do something different moving forward. Not only do you have the opportunity to do different, but you have the village to support you through the encouragement fam. Remember, we're here with open arms. That's not just a tagline. That's real life. So now for me, when I did my time on it, it was clear that I need to cut back on some things. My issue isn't that I'm spending too much time on the wrong thing, and I've said this before, but my issue is that I'm spending a little bit of time here and there on too many things. Y'all know I got a lot of goals, and I find myself trying to spend time on each one, but let's keep it real. That's not feasible. So essentially, while in the moment I may feel productive, the truth of the matter, hey, India, 
is that I just end up having a lot of unfinished projects or situations. And because there's a delay in anything getting fully completed, it actually works against me in the end. We all know the saying, you can't be everything to everybody. But depending on how you structure your life, you may not be able to be everything to yourself either. Message. Take your time and get it right one step at a time. What's that saying they say in Frozen 2, the next right step or something like that? Do that. The next right step. If you think about it, it makes sense. Going up the steps will usually take one step at a time, not the next six steps in one movement. So why do we try to do that in other areas of our lives? We need to slow down and stop letting FOMO, which again is fear of missing out. We need to stop letting that dictate our actions. Slow down. Slow down. Can't believe I'm saying Bobby Valentino because I'm not a fan at all, but it fits in this situation. And trust, like I said, I'm talking to myself with this too. I just told y'all that's my issue. That means that's something in real time that I'm still working on and will continue to work on. And let me know, maybe I'm the only one that feels like this. So if y'all like, I can't relate, then just let me know. I just move on. I get it. (laughs) But I hope y'all can feel me on this. So let's move to the third step. You've recognized what's stealing your time. You've figured out what your priorities are and if your time matches your intended goals. And now it's time to actually reclaim your time. So I believe there's three different areas that we can reclaim our time in. And that's physically, emotionally, and spiritually. Physically is probably the easiest to see. If you're physically spending hours investing into something or constantly saying yes to things you know is going to drain your energy and take you away from your goals, then physically you can start to make changes by politely declining more things or adjusting your schedule. Emotionally, though, that can be a little harder to recognize, but an example that I can think of is having people live in your thoughts, like that saying, you, let, you letting people live in your head rent-free. And typically, people who live in your thoughts that are living rent-free, so to speak, are those you wish didn't. Because let's keep it 100. Usually, you don't need to reclaim your time from people you feel positively about. So if you have those unhealthy, toxic situations or memories that you need to rid yourself of, then start taking steps to achieve that. And you know what type of situations I'm talking about. That ex who's an ex for a reason who randomly popped up in your IG feed and now they're all in your head all day, all night, all week, whatever. That's not okay. Or a toxic family member that always has something to say about your life, but not to you directly. So you let the he say, she say, steal your time, your energy and your focus. Plug previous episode. (laughs) Or you may have some toxic coworkers or bosses. Really, the examples can go on forever. The bottom line of this is, you know what those situations are for your life and how much energy you're giving them. So let's work together to change that. And spiritually, you can reclaim your time by no longer giving energy to the negativity. You reclaim that time that you felt the enemy stole your peace or your joy, your comfort and happiness. Whatever positive thing you felt was taken from your grasp. A lot of this can actually be associated or connected to the emotional aspect as well. Because a lot of times, it's our emotional trauma that actually leads to broken spirits if we don't heal it. How do you know if there's unhealed emotional trauma that's led to spiritual brokenness? So I can't give you that answer specifically, but I can give you an example. Just know that it's different for everybody. So look at 
this. I'm trying to think. Maybe I'll just keep it general. In undesired situations, do you have a trigger that takes you back to a previous circumstance that has nothing to do with the current situation or the current person that you're interacting with now? But now you can't help but think about the past and your present? That is a clear red flag that there's some spiritual brokenness and that you're way past doing some time reclamation. Spiritually broken can look like a lot of things, but check your triggers because I think that's one good example. So now we're working step three, right? We're in the act of reclaiming our time, standing up for ourselves, our value, our beliefs. We're doing a thing, right? Okay, but we're not on the other side yet. Because regardless of whether you need to reclaim your time physically, emotionally, spiritually, or all the above, I think it's important to stay encouraged so you can stay the course. Remember, once you slip up on prioritizing you, there's a good chance that you'll slide right back to the beginning and have to start this journey all over. And I don't want that for you any more than I don't want that for me. Also, remember that many things we do in this life require our commitment and consistency. And this is going to be no different. There are going to be times where reclaiming your time feels uncomfortable, inconvenient, or even not worth it. It can even feel inconsiderate and selfish at times. But keep reclaiming your time. Don't listen to those negative thoughts, whether they're in your head or coming from someone else's lips. Remember, someone benefiting from you not prioritizing yourself will also try to devalue your worth and your word to keep you in that mindset of thinking you don't have agency of yourself and your time. And I don't care who that is. Remember that. We have to recognize that time is currency. I know we've heard time is money, but do we really understand and grasp that concept? It's a resource that we use in exchange for things. We use it to work in exchange for a paycheck. We use it at school in exchange for a degree and future opportunities. We use it as a social aspect in exchange for relationships and connection. It's the one resource we cannot get back. So remember this when you start to question if it's worth reclaiming your time. Every time. It is absolutely worth reclaiming your time. Every time. You are adding value. And in some cases, you're adding time back to your life. Because now you're not wasting it on things or situations that aren't feeding your growth. We have to stop treating time like we have it in unlimited supply. Why do we do that, y'all? A lot of times it feels like something has to happen to us for us to truly value the time we've been given. So we have to have a near-death experience or a bad car accident, or we have to lose someone that we love, or it's us getting older and fighting with the thought that we may have less time left on this earth than we've already had. Or maybe it's a medical issue or after our kids are grown and out the house. Like, why? It really confuses me on why we don't value time unless we understand how quickly it can be taken away from us by it being taken away from us or being really close to being taken away from us. Honestly, it's a question that I do think about because I'm not immune to falling into that trap as well. I don't know, y'all. If y'all know, let me know. It is that type of mindset, though, in my opinion, that leads us to procrastination. Like, we just know we're going to have forever. But procrastination is terrible and we need to stop. I actually heard a quote that spiritually convicted me. And it goes a little something like this. Procrastination is an arrogant assumption that God owes you another chance to do tomorrow what he gave you the chance to do today by Bishop Rosie O'Neill. 
That's yet another example of how we need to stop wasting one of our most precious resources and reclaim our time and be thankful for the time that we have because it's never guaranteed. One more thing I want to mention about reclaiming our time is that we need to stop wasting time with guilt, shame, or disappointment. This includes towards ourselves because we don't have more than 24 hours in a day to get an unlimited number of things done. And this kind of thing falls into the emotional category as well, but I didn't think of it until now, so I'm sharing it. (laughs) But this is how a lot of us, antithesis of superwoman, get caught up wearing a cape. We just really feel like we can do all these things in a limited amount of time. And then when we can't, because it's impossible, we beat ourselves up for it. We have to stop. We have got to stop that pattern or that habit at this point. Let me give you an example, though, of what I'm talking about by having guilt, shame, and disappointment. I feel like God gives me a lot of great ideas. And I'm not trying to I'm not trying to sound boastful or anything like that. It's just the truth. I feel like he gives me a lot of great things, a lot of things that can help a lot of people. However, as much as I try, I cannot do all those things at once. I just don't have it in me because I'm one person. So physically, I just can't do it. And I used to beat myself up over that. I felt like a failure. I felt like I was letting God down, like God was going to give the idea to someone else and I would miss out because I was taking too long to answer the call. I'm sure my church folk can relate. And to those who don't, be happy that you can't. It's not a good feeling at all. I mean, the intent behind the message, because that is something that you hear in church, that if you don't answer the call, God is going to give that gift to somebody else and they're going to be blessed. I know that's meant as motivation, but motivation through fear and guilt is not a genuine motivator. And because of that, usually people who act on those things because they feel guilty about it, especially in the church, don't maintain those actions long term. Just saying. But anyway, back to my example. So he gives me all these things and he gives them to me sometimes back to back to back. And I feel terrible that I can't do them all because I feel like... Not only am I missing out on answering the call, but I'm missing out on helping people that he wants me to help. But here's the thing. He opened up my mind with a new revelation, or at least it was new to me. He said to me, just because I give you all these ideas now doesn't mean they all have to be implemented now. In fact, he knows I can't implement them all right now. He knows me. So really, I'm just putting the pressure on myself. Y'all, when God drops wisdom, it seems so simple, but it's just so, like, revolutionary. It, uh, Yeah, I just can't even. It's a blessing. He's planting the seeds of ideas in me because I'm good soil, not because I'm Instagram soil. And now I'm talking about you too. We are the good soil. To me, good soil means it's rich with nutrients, doesn't have a lot of rocks, it can soak up water, but also has great drainage. To me, meaning that I can take the message and I can also share the message with others. Even in perfect soil though, y'all, God made what is considered a fast-growing tree to take between 10 and 15 years to mature while slow-growing trees are considered to take between 20 and 30 years to mature. 
So stop thinking you're failing if you didn't get it done in two months or even two years. I had to remember something and now I'm sharing it with y'all. To God, one day can be a thousand years and one thousand years like one day. So trust and believe. I don't think he's tripping about you taking one, five or even 10 years to do what you said you do in three months. He didn't give you that three month timeline. You gave it to yourself. So please know that despite what you see on IG or other social media about staying on your grind all the time, God is a God of time. Not only did he make it so that it will take time for things to go from a seed to maturation, he's planted some seeds in us that all have different time frames. So don't beat yourself up because a seed that he planted in you that was supposed to take 15 years hasn't reached maturation in year three. Know yourself and know what he's planted in you. And while you're at it, don't compare your seeds to somebody else's. You feel like you're growing at a slower pace and your neighbor got some of that Instagram and it's growing like a weed. Don't compare. Know that what God has for you is for you and you alone. And also remember to rest. Like I said, IG always like, if you ain't on your grind, if you sleeping, I don't sleep, I don't need sleep, I get it done. That's how I make millions, yada, yada, yada. But you have to rest. As a Christian, I believe that God rested on the seventh day. Yet, me personally, I don't even have a day of rest consistently. And that's a problem because he called us to rest because he knew that rest is a way to refresh and actually strengthen us moving forward so that we can do better in reaching our goals. So it's not about don't sleep if you want your goals to get done. You're going to need to incorporate rest and sleep in order to get things done effectively and efficiently. And trust, there are going to be times where you'll need all the strength that you have to reclaim your time. So get that rest. Having two, one and a half, two, three hours of sleep, and I'm talking to myself, is not the business. Y'all ready to reclaim your time with me? Let's do this together. We can do it. Remember, you have support. You have a village now. You are not doing this by yourself. And I'm happy to know that neither am I. And with that, I hope you enjoyed chatting about reclaiming our time. And I hope you see that the time is now. I want you to end this episode, not now, but at the actual end of the episode, (laughs) with a new energy and excitement to start reclaiming your time. I'm going to try it with my almost two-year-old and see if that is how I'm going to try to ease my way into it. So y'all pray for me. All right, I hope y'all are ready to jump into our weekly segments. The Encouragement Challenge, the Beacon of Encouragement, and the Encouragement Quote. Your Encouragement Challenge this week is simple to say, but maybe not so easy to do. Reclaim your time, period. Know that not only are you capable of doing it, but you deserve it. You deserve to live every minute of time given to you at its fullest. Next, we have this week's Beacon of Encouragement. This week, we're celebrating none other than Representative Maxine Waters. I mean, really, could I do anyone else? St. Louis's own. She has been involved in politics since 1976, y'all. First as a member of the California State Assembly from the 48th District for 14 years. Then as a ranking member of the House Financial Services Committee for six before moving to the U.S. House of Representatives, currently in the 43rd District. Now, she also serves as a chair of the House Financial Services Committee, not to mention she's also a wife and a mother, too. So she is indeed a beacon of encouragement to many because she stands strong in each and every role that she plays. 
So thank you, Representative Auntie Maxine, for being a light we need, even when it's unpopular or you may feel like you're standing alone. Please know that your village is with you, that we got you, we support you, we encourage you, and we appreciate you. Remember, y'all, I accept Beacon of Encouragement nominations. A Beacon of Encouragement is anyone who has encouraged you in your life. They deserve a spotlight, so let's give them one. You can send me a nomination on my website. Okay, so now to the encouragement quotes. Time is what we want most, but what we use worse by William Penn. And the second one, because this is just too important, I had to get to. The bad news is time flies. The good news is you're the pilot by Michael Alshuler. And I hope I said his last name right. And with that, I want to thank you all for joining me at episode 27. I am also grateful that you are still rocking with me here as we grow on this journey of living our best lives without the cape. Take it off, y'all. Take it off. As always, know that I do not take it for granted. If you enjoy spending time with me talking about reclaiming our time, then join the Encouragement Fam. We're here with open arms. Like, subscribe, follow on any platform where podcasts are found. Remember to rate and review five stars, y'all. Can't wait to meet you back here next week for episode 28. You won't want to miss it. If you have encouragement topics you want me to discuss, a beacon of encouragement you want to nominate, or questions you want answered, feel free to reach out to me at www.antithesisofsuperwoman.com. If you have IG, follow me at antithesis underscore of underscore superwoman. And check me out on Twitter at antithesis s. Talk to you next week. And remember, no cape, no cap. Bye.